What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hello, hello. Thank you for being here again from the bottom of my heart or welcome to all the new listeners. I'm going to keep this really short because the episode speaks enough for itself. Today's question is, can I be happily single after 30? The facts and figures of today. The country with the most single women in the world is Japan. Detroit in Michigan is the city with the most single women in the U.S. 31% of adults in the U.S. say they're single. Of the single adults in the U.S., half are not looking for relationships or dates at the moment. They state having more important priorities and enjoying being single at the top of their reasons why they're not looking to date. Among men, those younger than 30 are by far most likely to be single with 51%. Women, by contrast, are more likely to be single later in life, with 49% of women aged 65 and older being single. I usually prep my interviews and have all the questions ready and the expert knows... Uh, what to expect. Um, but today we're kind of free-balling, and that means <laughs> it could go a lot of ways. Why are you giggling free-balling? Because <laughs> that's Probably chaotic, as you can probably already hear. Probably chaotic. But um, let's just see how this is going to go. Stay with us, because I think we'll also laugh a lot today. <laughs> Um, as we know, I have been in a relationship for nine years, but I'm one of those people that loves listening to my friend's story. And the two friends I have here today are very entertaining and they have been for a couple of years. Um, <laughs> just like normally we, uh, when we meet with the three of us, we've got big glasses of alcohol. And, um, if we're really honest, we've had a couple already. Mm -hmm. So let's see. Hence Models my feelings. Who knows? <laughs> Hence my feeling that this will be a little bit chaotic. Um, but for today's question, can I be happily single after 30? I've invited two of my closest friends. That is Rebecca Pruce, uh, 34 years old, is Australian, but has been living in Amsterdam for almost three years. Yes. She works in sales and became single for the first time in her whole life in her 30s. <laughs> And the other cutie here is Kirsty Price. Kirsty is 31 years old, originally from the UK, but has been living in Amsterdam for seven years, and as of recently, has been dating a guy. Mm. Welcome. Shock horror. Oh my God. My um, very first question to every expert is, how are your 30s going so far? Amazing. Beck, take it away. Amazing. Um, my 30s are the best ever. You've got way more knowledge about, like, what you do and you don't like. By the way, FOMO disappears. And I know it's really lame to say that now, but I feel like COVID helped with that too. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Like you grow out of, oh my God, I need to be there. Um, you get way more comfortable in your own skin and like having your own company. And as I say, you've got way more play money. 
which is important. You got give me good, the dollar. Good level of disposable income. Play money is amazing. You've got more money to work. Like to you just you're in a bit a better successful and hopefully financial position than you were in your twenties. And you like way more independent. And you also know exactly what you want and how to get it. And yeah, I mean your life, your thirties are great. I love that. Whoever said your thirties are shit is very unwell. Oh hell no! It's not uh, scary to turn thirty. I yeah. did you find do, it? I thought turning thirty was pretty scary, but and I still think the thirties as a whole. Hence this podcast. There are just a lot of things that kind of happen or don't happen. Yeah. But yeah. there's a lot of, like, I do think your 30s are your formative years in the sense that this is where you make a lot of decisions of starting a family, potentially getting married, or your partner, or, like, jobs. This is also the years where you can really work on your career. Not to say that you can also do that later in life, but these are, like, the formative years of, like, making some big steps in your career. And then potentially having a kid and working part-time after that can really... Slow that down a little bit, so you kind of want to kickstart your start that now. Just change. You can prioritize yes. other things. So I do think that's a good way of putting it. There are a lot of really big things to figure out as you're thirty in your thirties, but I do think thirties are really nice. Yeah, I really do. I think I was super excited to turn thirty, and I think were it's, you? Yeah, so excited. I mean, we, well, we went to Morocco. We went for to it. Morocco for my thirtieth with a group of friends. It was amazing. Oh, we did too. Um, and it was the first birthday I'd really properly celebrated because for years I'd just been with my ex partner. So it's super exciting to be like, oh wait, I have friends. That sounds so sad, but like <laughs> when I I moved to Amsterdam and worked really hard in my role at the time I didn't have a ton of friends because I worked so hard I was traveling all the time and working a lot and then all of a sudden I come out of a long-term relationship and I was like I wanted to get over with my 20s I was like the end of my 20s were a very sad time and I was quite down a lot and then I was getting to my 30s I was like fuck yeah I'm so ready for this like this is a new chapter I don't have to like that is done it was an amazing decade I'm not saying it wasn't great but it's time to move on so for me, it was like, it's just a time to do a new chapter. I love that. We will slowly work our way up to the question, can I be happily single after 30? But one thing I'm really wondering is where do you meet a nice guy, girl, partner nowadays? A billion dollar question. Can I sell this? <laughs> Through friends of friends. <laughs> is that key? With an exception on an app. Okay. But I think the key thing is... And this is also, like, I think it's easier if you're in the country where you grew up, but the key thing is integration. I don't know if you've noticed this. Like, you start dating someone, it's just the two of you for a little bit. The integration into your friendship group, your family is so key. And I think to meet someone that you want to, like, have a relationship with, your best success is obviously going to come from, like, a friend of a friend because they're already in this, like, They've got probably They've similar got values. Exactly. Sim- exactly. 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 You. They do. They have similar values. They obviously have possibly similar sense of humor. Definitely similar interests if they're friends of friends. And so, like, you get more of a chance to, I don't know, like, 
be into each other's lives a little bit They've more. been tested. They've like they've been tested. Really have to do a friend introduction because you know they've at least got one tick. And I feel like that is the best time to meet someone is if you kind of already you know, already know them. Mm. The only problem, devil's advocate to that yeah. is. I've got a friend that moved back home to her, like, home city in the US. And um, she, like, it's really hard to date there because all of her friends are probably similar to Sydney and London when people move out to the suburbs, are in a relationship. All of their friends are in a relationship. They're all married. Or they're divorcees. They've got baggage. They've got kids. It's like Mm. there's the other level of it's like that sweet spot of where are your friends at? Like, what are your friendship group? at as well like we're super lucky in that a lot of our friends are not saying that you're unlucky if your friends are married and with kids (laughs) (laughs) we all sound good but we have a very diverse group of friends that are all at different levels of their life and in different stages so it's it's different but in a way I almost feel like you attract them in a little bit as well if I would be single tomorrow Mm. I think I would find other single girls and probably really attach to them yeah, like the two of you. I introduced the two of you to each other. You're immediately become BFFs, which is exactly what I tried to do. So mission accomplished. But I do think that happens, right? Yeah. Mm. Which totally. is great. It is. Yeah. I personally think, though, apps are really important and have been, although no matter how much people hate them, and I for sure hated them for a long time, they are important because half of our life now is in this digital age. And so... To meet new people, like, you know, we go to a bar. I don't want to talk to anyone else. I only want to talk to you two. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not interested in anyone else. I'm here for quality time with you two because half the rest of my time is spent on a video call, on Instagram, on WhatsApp, on the phone. Like, I don't want to really be talking to guys at bars. I want to be with who I'm with. So an app to me is that gateway to, like, expanding and but the problem is it's a numbers game. When you mm. go into a bar, there are a hundred, two hundred. Like in a club, there's a couple of hundred guys there. There might only be one that you find attractive, mm-hmm. and that's what I think a lot of people forget on dating apps. Mm. It's like you swipe ten times and you're like, oh no, there's no one for me. Ugh, they're all disgusting. Oh, they're not my type. <laughs> <laughs> they're all disgusting. <laughs> Ugh, oh, I'm what sick. are these mongrels? Um, <laughs> Imagine what they're saying about us. Imagine, right? This is why we need to do oh, a guy's I'm version terrified. of this. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's like you have to play the numbers game. Swipe a hundred times and you might get one good person. Mm-hmm. Because that's just the reality of also normal life and going into a bar. So. Yeah. And, and well. I think the apps sometimes to their credit allow you to probably force you to have better communication. Like I think if you meet I mean actually sorry both sides I can't think of a reason why you wouldn't do this anyways but I think it forces you to be like as you were saying before what do you actually want or sometimes you know it already on their profile or like where do you think where do you want this to go yeah well that forces those conversations over a more natural meeting and to assume they are open to a relationship or they're in the same vibe. Whereas you're in a bar, you don't know if someone's got a girlfriend at home or Mm. they're already dating someone or they're just not interested. Like, it's pretty... It's a little bit clearer, at least on an app. I will say there's a lot of nuances there. But it's also... um, I don't know. I think with apps... I, for example, I don't know if I'd have met my boyfriend at a bar. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Or in a club, for example. 
All right, so then you had to start dating again. So you became single, like, in your late 20s. Yeah. 31 now. Are you noticing a shift? Like, what what's different since, <laughs> <laughs> since being single and dating? Um, I think, and this will probably come out in later when we answer the question of, like, being happy whilst you're single. Single is not like a... It, it's... I was talking to your now sister-in-law about this, Rose, um, and she said something amazing about, like, being single is, like, not a definitive state. You can be, like, it's dating. Dating is fun. Single is not, like, a choice you make per se. Like, the dating and having fun is the choice you make. Mm. Like, so for me, it was very much, like, first of all, you date to learn what you don't want. (laughs) Yes, yes, that's very true. God, the stories are wild of all the things that you put up with for a month or two without even realising. But the most interesting part is when that finishes, for whatever reason, these mini breakups are not as hard because really you're, yes, you're mourning that person, but that person hasn't been in your life as long, but you're realising who you are because you're realising what you need in a partner and what you don't. For me, I was in one for a huge chunk of my 20s, so it was my formative years, and I thought I knew who I was, but I, I didn't. And I still don't. You don't ever know who you fully, truly are because mm. you're just learning and growing as you go. So it's more about what person is additive to that rather than is that. That person is not who I am. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the key part of dating is, like, realising who can add to your life. But if you take them away, you're still fine. You don't... You're, you don't want someone who's sucking the life out of you? Yeah. Which often happens. <laughs> oh, let's go deep on that. Yes, sucking the life out of you. How's your experience? Oh, no, dating, fine. But it was scary going in. Like, I was single for the first time ever at 31. Yeah. Like, what did that do to you? Oh, complete breakdown. No, <laughs> I, Well, we had broken up in London and then I moved over to Amsterdam alone when he was supposed to be coming with me. And if you didn't know, she's Australian. So yes. a long way away from Yeah, home. so I was a long way from home and I was terrified to move to a new city on my own, starting again. But then actually it was the best decision that I've ever made and everything happens for a re- It's so cheesy. But all of that happened, as much as it made me upset and anxious and worried about, like, oh, my God, the future, what's going to happen to me? Like, the age thing came into it a lot. Also, a lot of my friends back in Sydney are onto their third child now and they're my age. And they are – their point of reference for success is a – you know, having a family and a home. And I'm not saying that that isn't, but it's not really my point of reference at the moment. And so everybody starts to make – put this added pressure on, on, like – but what are you going to do? Like, right. So like I use fears or like fear and anxiety as a bit of a tailwind, like just go into it and see what happens. Mm. And yeah, I went left London kicking and screaming. But as soon as I got to the Netherlands and Amsterdam, I settled in and you start to get to know yourself a little bit more and then you are open to dating. But like the most terrifying thing is what other people think of you. Yeah. Because really remove all of that. I could have just moved and not had that worry. Yeah. But I consistently had people being like, oh, my God, what are you going to do now? Yeah. What are you going to do now? Well, it's also like your goalposts move dependent on, like, what stage you're at. Like, sure, when I was 28 and still in a relationship, I was thinking kids and marriage and stuff. Now I'm like, hell no, am I popping out a baby anytime soon? Yeah. And that's okay. Like, 
Imagine a child in this situation right now. We've already got Kaiser outside. Are you kidding? <laughs> My dog. Kaiser. It wouldn't last. The dog. <laughs> it wouldn't last. It wouldn't last. No, there's just no way. And also, I'm like, I really want to enjoy life a little bit more and travel and do all these yeah. things. And I'm so glad that my goalposts have moved. Um, and oh, that's people, a good way of putting it, the goalposts. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. Other people have a certain goal that they go after and want to go for it. And they get the three kids in the suburban house and they're happy. And one day maybe that'll be us. But right now, not so much. And isn't it fun to do it a little bit like not what the prescription says? 100%. And I also think that... We, I also have an added perspective of going home, as in Sydney, and seeing what it's what it would have been like yeah. had I stayed. Yeah. And I don't think I would swap my situation for any mm. other situation in the world. But I think a lot of people can be can say that they would say the same thing. Like they're grounded, they're happy, they have this beautiful family. Mm. Um, well, this is a thing that Oscar also always says. Like I could have not left, and I would have yeah. just stayed in Bondi and would have been 50 happy had kids and everything like he would have had a really really happy life he's sure of it but he's really happy he chose the other path and went to go see the world yeah but i think you're right that you have these options and yeah you can picture yourself in this other position and still be quite happy about the person but your goalposts change i really like the way you've put that exactly and like your the happiness that he's talking about it's like they've reached it okay great like it's just different and the way that i would judge my own happiness was unfortunately how people looked inward yeah and not actually myself and it's not until you are on your own as kirsty you said before like it's not until you do have that moment alone where you don't have to worry about anyone else. You just have to worry about yourself mm-hmm. that you figure all of that out. Yeah. It's also it's- like if, if someone said to me recently, I've got like a few weddings this year of friends and she was like, oh, is it tough going to all these weddings? Um, do you feel a sense of, or someone got engaged as well and, so, and it was like, oh, is it tough when all the old friends are getting engaged and married? And I was like, not really because... I, that would mean I'm jealous of that person's situation or relationship, etc. And like, I am so happy for my friends and that they're doing these things, but I don't want to directly swap into that person's life. Yeah. Like my friend gets engaged to this guy. I don't want to be engaged to that guy. I'm not attracted to him. I don't want to be in that relationship with him. I want to be in a relationship with someone I'm into. And it's, it's a different like state it's like I'm not jealous of them I am happy for them and I am happy one day when I get to that but it's not a direct one for one well I think the people when they ask you the question aren't really like would you switch one to one with that person but would you just like to be engaged yeah in general but I guess it's good to hear that you don't necessarily well no because it's a journey it's like yeah I don't want to skip forward. I've been dating someone for six months now and it's like, I don't want to get married tomorrow. That would be like skipping all the fun stuff. I know, right? (laughs) There's so much to do (laughs) and experience. I'm like, no, like I will be happy to be engaged in a few years, but like not now. No way. So you've just met someone, Kirstie. You started dating someone six months ago. Beck, you're still single. What is it like when you start dating someone when there is a potential fast track on the relationship because you potentially want to have kids or you want to get married and you want to do things in in a particular order sorry (laughs) (laughs) i'm laughing because i've literally just had this conversation 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Okay, well, so I <laughs> share, please. I had, last month I went to London for work and I caught up with an old work colleague who we'd always had a little something for each other. This was four years ago that we worked with each other. And a little spark. A little spark, but we've never been single at the same time. So then we finally find ourselves single at the same time in London, going for a great date, have a great time. And we had this same conversation around like, what if like you, what if you get to a point where it's like, you don't want to actually wait to like seal the deal. Yeah. You, there's this, Ticking clock, as they say, even though it makes me sick to even mention that. But it is something that I want. And so, like, you do, which is to my point earlier, I get way, like, this is when I do actually get picky. I'm like, because if this is what I want, then that other person needs to be pretty, like, damn great, in my opinion. If it's just marriage, I don't, I see there's probably, there's, and sorry, I'm trying to divorce. I know you just got married. Fantastic. This will last forever. But, like, <laughs> I think over 50%. Anyways, my parents didn't. So, I, for me, marriage is a totally different thing. But kids, that's where it's like you do have to have that conversation. And I yeah. think that's where the apps are good because you'll be like straight away, nine times out of ten, yeah, you'll yeah. know if they want it, blah, blah, blah. It's such an, like, sterile conversation when you think about it. But I say it as a joke with this guy you know, and things are going well there, but we both know inherently at the end of the day, it has to be the right time. And the right time is never fast tracked as much as you might hear. I think that's like a real anomaly when someone's Mm. like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. But I think we also, like, I'm a bit of a, like, you have to be realistic. Yeah. Well, it's also, it's like you said, you aren't picky. For me, it's like, I guess it's not picky. It's more like I wanted to know what I wanted really quickly out of someone but that also takes time and now that I'm in my 30s yes I don't want to waste my time so the person I'm with I you do look at it like um could I have children with this person and that's not a crazy thing to I'm not a crazy girl for thinking that it's just it's reality of like I don't want to waste my time with someone that I couldn't see myself having a future with and if you can't see it maybe that's different yes because now it's very much like Okay, the media, there's a rhetoric around, you know, you're basically infertile after 35 or whatever. And it's not true, and but you, you have this told to you all the time. Yeah. But that's why it's not true for people in their 20s, but it's also not particularly true for guys. Yeah. So that's why, that's why I'm wondering what that's like, like meeting a guy that's 35. Are they genuinely still open for the conversation? You know yeah. what, we should do... Uh, podcast 2.5 or something where we invite some oh guys my gosh we definitely should actually i was thinking i was thinking this earlier <laughs> with a guy the gu- a Honestly, guy perspective here would be yeah, great would be amazing. Yeah. because yeah, i've had can. i've had both things right i've had one where they've been almost too much and like let's go mm. and it's i've been like sorry no mm. and then i've had the other one where it's like i'm really not interested but you know that was turned into a relationship of eight months 
And mm. that's where I was like, oh, okay, I fundamentally am going into this knowing that he doesn't want the same thing, but, like, I really like this person. Yeah. And so do I sacrifice, like, my own happiness because I really want this one thing that could happen? That's when it's really good to date. Yeah. Like, it's really good to, when you're first single, date, 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 and mm. understand exactly, especially if you've been in a relationship for so long, like my whole 20s. And sometimes date the wrong people. On, yes. Oh, this is going to sound really weird. Date the wrong people on purpose. Like, sometimes yeah. I knew when I was going on a first date that, like, this guy is probably not going to be the one yeah. for me. But just go because it's, like, it's a bit of practice. Frankly, it's a bit of validation sometimes that someone else, like, from the apps, for example, finds you attractive and wants to have a conversation with you. Um, But at the same time, it's just you also learn how to ask those hard questions pretty quick. Like, if you can ask within the first, like, one to three dates, like, what their uh, assumptions are on certain topics, whether it be kids, family, politics, etc. Like, you need to get those topics out of the way quickly. Because otherwise it's like you get six months down and you realise they don't want those things or you're not aligned in your values. Then that's where you're like, it's tough to leave because you like that person, but they don't want what you want. And I haven't really ever, I don't think I really tend to ask those questions. I think that's where. Oh, I'm straight up crazy. (laughs) (laughs) See, I can't, I couldn't possibly. Like I couldn't think of anything worse. I think maybe now is different, but I don't think I could have. You're not chill. No, I wouldn't sit there in a date one to three. I would not sit there in date one to three being like, what are your assumptions on this? <laughs> do you not what usually you ask it? No. You come in some shape or form. Of yeah, like, I mean, oh, but wait, not, so do you want... So, not dates okay. one to three. Oh, come on. Like, okay, maybe when three. and how then? Maybe three. Well, half the time it comes up of like, again, at our age, our friends are having kids. Yeah. So if true. it ever comes up of like, oh, I remember once someone was going to see his friend, his best friend who had kids, and I was like, oh, like, do you like kids? That's the first one. <laughs> not, not, literally, <laughs> not literally, but like, oh, what do they like? How like how old are the kids? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and he kind of responded in a way that made me feel like he just was off kids altogether. Right. Mm. And then he was like, and I said, oh, so do you not like kids? And he was like, no, it's not that I don't love kids. It's just this kid in particular is in like a, <laughs> like a terrorist stage. He's like a nightmare. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. So I knew at least that he liked children and like wanted like, didn't hate them all together. You know, there's ways to ask. Yes. But this one is a, maybe avoidant. Should we go well, the late, Yes, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm anxious avoidant. And Chrissy is obsessed with the oh attachment style. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. God. So I get a bit psycho, psychoanalyzed <laughs> regularly. On the regular. And also when she goes on dates, I'll be like, oh, he sounds avoidant. But anyway. Okay, we'll put the book in the show notes. Yes. For anyone oh interested. I love that you said that. So professional. <laughs> Let's get back to dating for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Told you we chaos. Do you yeah, we've warned people, so I mean Yeah. They're still around, which is a good sign. Do you notice that when guys are in their 30s and they take you out on dates, they're really nice dates as opposed to when you were in twenties, like you don't have a lot of cash. Like it's just the the dates themselves are they different? I don't know. I never. I literally went on my first date ever when I was yeah, thirty-one. That's true. Yeah. Because Same. also, like growing up in Sydney, you know, you tend to date like friends of friends. It's not really. You don't really meet complete. Yeah. I met you my, stay in the same yeah. circles. I never went on a real date until I had just became single after yeah. that relationship. But the first one, I mean, I've had a varied like bunch of first dates, but the first one I remember was possibly one of the worst i don't know how i even continued dating after it it was um 
spaghettiria or spaghettiria. Spaghettiria. We say that wrong. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> I've been saying that wrong. It's like very good. That's a restaurant <laughs> chain. Spaghettiria. Yeah, it's like a. Sh- it's a great but like very cheap Italian place in uh, Amsterdam, and we I mean, went have there. Have you seen those prices nowadays? Aren't they in still below economy? ten euros? Oh no! no, no, no. Oh really? No, Holy no, 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 shit! No, no, no. They're like sixteen euros a, no. yes. a, a pasta. Yeah, oh. it's shocking. Forget the quattro. Yes. Oh my god. I'm in shock. Anyway, um, and so we went to this restaurant and this guy within already, when I was going, I knew I wasn't into it, but I was like, you've just got to get yourself out there. Like, yeah. give it a go. So we get there and um, order a red wine. And within, I'm not even kidding, maybe seven minutes, he was like, do you want to go outside for a cigarette? Food hadn't even arrived. I was like, mm, I don't smoke. I was like, oh yeah, but come outside. I was like, oh. it, it, it's like December. I'm like, it's cold. Like, no. <laughs> he goes out for a cigarette by himself. I swear, seven minutes into the day. Comes back. Fine. Keep chatting. He was mildly funny. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, the pastor arrives onto the table. Do you want to go for a cigarette? Oh. The pastor's here. Really? But no. I'm obsessed also, with Also, as mentioned, don't smoke. Yeah. Like, I'm as like, mentioned. Don't smoke. I'm not kidding. Seven times throughout this day, he Jesus. asks to go for a cigarette. And sometimes I go out with him to continue the conversation. Sometimes I don't. Oh, just sit I thought there it by might myself. have been slightly employed for a kiss, maybe. Well, that's what I then realized. And I, me being the naive person I was at that oh. point, I was like, yeah, sure, fine, carry on the conversation. Um, and it was funny because at the start, we started at either end of the bench. And then each time he we went out for a cigarette, in inverted commas, because I don't fucking smoke. Um, he'd get closer and closer and I would in my head want to inch further and further away and at the end of the day we uh go outside he finally managed to kiss me I don't have the balls to say no and weird fact I don't have a sense of smell to the listeners these guys know true that's important but I could oh, yeah. I, I could you know when you can sense someone's breath is like stale like I can't smell his breath or anything but I was like Ugh. it was like a minging kiss <laughs> minging <laughs> And I walk home crying <laughs> because oh. it was my first date <gasps> yeah, after a long-term like, relationship. And I was like? like, oh, my God, is this what it is? Ugh. But it, to be fair, it got better after that. I I'm guess I started with the worst. All right, let's yeah. get to the question of the episode. Because I need a drink top up, to be honest, guys. <laughs> Do you want to pause? Get no, a top no, okay. let's keep going. We're on a roll. Do you think you could be happily single in your 30s? Um Christy, I'm going to ask you first. Absolutely. Yes, because you know what you want and you don't waste your time. You don't put up with shit. But more so, it's not about, it's like what I said earlier, it's not about being single. It's about dating and having fun. Being single is not this state that should be negative. Yeah. It's a positive thing. Um, you are most people are in a relationship for the majority of their life so enjoy your time without a significant other for as long as you can because it shouldn't be seen as a negative like you shouldn't be the token single friend you should be which you guys all of our friends are beautiful in this they find us hilarious (laughs) and they live vicariously through our stories um we find you humble and hilarious (laughs) (laughs) thank you um but yeah it's not a negative thing it's fucking great babe oh my god sorry she needs a drink i just choked from the stress i think that it's uh yes and no Mm. i would say yes overwhelmingly i would often say yes like it is 
yeah, of course you can be happy. I mean, you've got more what I call play money. <laughs> you've got more play money in your 30s. If you surround yourself with amazing friendships, you'll never feel alone. So at no point have I ever felt like a third wheel with, mm. like, my friends who are couples. Good. I'm never, like, not in a situation where I, like, am missing out because I'm not in a couple. And, and I think that's really down to my friendships, right? Because, like, they don't ever – they don't build their lives around just being a couple and make it their whole personality. Mm. But I also think that's, like – part of like why being an expat comes into it and is to my advantage a little bit because if I was in Sydney my answer would be no I think quite genuinely and I think it's just because it's a very different lifestyle mm-hmm. um you've got so many amazing people around you and such a great support system but when you are an expat and you're you know living overseas in a different city like you're I just think yeah I just I feel like my life is more vibrant for it you know like there are more opportunities for you to find people to like open your networks a lot more and actually really enjoy the dating experience I it think reminds that- me of like the analogy of there are like multiple loves of your life in that yeah you have your significant other that is your partner but really like you have to fill it with other loves of your life i.e you guys i.e my parents yeah i.e like there's so many different loves that you should have not just like this one individual that you put all your hope into yeah like yeah, i can at any point more. of the day be like it's only just now later like in my life that i've enjoyed even my own company. Like I don't, I don't like, I used to hate being on my own. I could never, I still, I still can't be left with my own thoughts. I forget that. Like every massage I have, there's a true crime podcast, like (laughs) spitting murder facts in my ear. But I, I don't, I genuinely hated being on my own. And so I like, I think that it's okay over here being on your own. There's so much to do. There's so much to see. There's so much going on. I, I really struggle. And I've been back a few times. I spent, you know, two months back in Sydney and I kept thinking about like, okay, say if I had to leave tomorrow, I had to leave Amsterdam tomorrow and I had to move back home. Like what would my life look like? And I think it would be very tough to not be in a partnership back home. But that being said, like maybe things would move a little bit quicker because everybody has that same mentality, mm-hmm. you know? So again, not to really, not really sure, but I feel like definitely a yes and a no, but more so a yes, which is a really complicated answer. More so a yes. 100% more so yes. Nice. Because you're not moving back to Sydney because that's not allowed. It's Sydney and like XYZ anywhere. Anywhere where you feel like you grew up and that you had this, like even my mum's friends, like my mum's best friend messages me every now and then and it's like, have you got a boyfriend? hectic what's happening and I'm like I am well my grandparents used to say to me are you courting Courting. oh my god give me a break (laughs) my mom wants to crack out her hat for the bloody wedding I'm like please not gonna happen mom tried to FaceTime me this morning at 9am and I didn't answer like I was awake but I just couldn't be bothered to talk at 9am like I just can't be bothered (laughs) also FaceTime like come on chill out like I'm sort of pottering around and when I finally got back to her several hours later, she was like, oh, I thought maybe I stopped calling because I thought you would have been with someone and not wanted to show me. I was like, thank you. <laughs> like, I mean, also, even with your with someone for the first time, you would still pick up the phone. I think I would still, yes. yeah. <laughs> hey, meet Deb. <laughs> <laughs> Speak about moving quickly. Yeah, future mother in law Bit of pillow talk with mum on FaceTime. Yeah, take the test. That's a new secret. Oh, right, isn't Big dick. Are you ready? Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
Please keep that in there. You cannot keep that in there. Yes, you can. You cannot keep that in there. Does he know you're doing the podcast? Yes. He does. He's very aware. You shouldn't have told him. My very (laughs) last question every podcast episode is, what is your biggest takeaway from this episode? So do you maybe have tips for someone dating in their 30s? Beck. Um... My tip would be is to really respect your own time if you are actively dating. So I don't think if you know what you want, it's another story. But even if you don't, I don't think you should really force yourself to like meet up with someone if you really feel like it's not gelling. Like I think there's so many, I've got friends at the moment that are like, I don't really like the conversation. It's not really, but like I should meet up with him. Like, And I'm like, I just, if you can't feel it. Leave it be. Leave it be. It Also, it's very nuanced, obviously, because how long have you been talking? What have you been doing? Um, but, yeah, I guess just, like, at the same time, not really closing people off to meet outside of apps. Like, I think a lot of people dismiss this idea of it has to be an app. It's mm-hmm. the easiest, quickest way. Yeah. And I don't think that's the case at all. Like never close your off to like close yourself off to other possibilities. <laughs> I think that um, people panic about this whole. Mm. I love side both of, it. of those tips. Yeah, be mindful of your own time. Be careful your own time. Really, only really, truly, only put in the effort if you're really, really ready. Yeah. Don't feel like you have to. I did that. I felt like I had to because I was a new city, freshly single, thirty one. Like, if only I could go back and be like, chill the fuck out. Mm. Like, sit with yourself for a <laughs> bit. Yeah. But eat chill. <laughs> I still haven't chilled out. But, like, sit down <laughs> and have a real think and, like, then start to work on yourself and open yourself up to dating. Yeah, I love that. Kirsty, what about mm. you? What's your takeaway? Don't pin your existence on whether you're in a relationship or not. 100%. Like, it does not matter. You imagine you're an ice cream sundae, and I've used this before, this analogy before, but you're the ice cream sundae. The person you're with is a cherry on top. You can take that cherry away, but otherwise enjoy your fucking sundae. You are fine. You do not need them. You are fine by yourself. 100%. <laughs> you I do really enjoy the cherries, but, you know. I've you never take heard them, this analogy, but no, I love this is I got told that like a week after my breakup. All right. Damn yeah. Okay, ladies, my stomach hurts from laughing and my glass is empty. So let's get out of here. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Please give this podcast a five-star review. This really helps with growing and reaching a bigger audience. Follow us on TikTok and Instagram at 30 and a bit podcast, and we will be back next week. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.